Hey everybody, welcome to the okay. new welcome to the new layout of <laughs> you have to watch this podcast. Uh, we we're playing around with our our backgrounds a bit, changing things up till I find something I'm in love with, and I'm getting there. Like I definitely asked this one out on a second date, um, but yeah, uh, this is we didn't really advertise this at all. Uh, this is kind of a last-minute thing. Uh, this is no April Fool's joke. We are going to be talking about Godzilla vs. <laughs> Kong. As though, although it would be funny if we just had that in the corner the whole time and didn't talk about it. Uh, I but, push for it, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to get things started. I did not start recording yet. That's my bad. Um, oh, no. I'll just... I'll just pull this from Twitch. So, oh, cool. what this this is not going to be a normal you have to watch this podcast. We're not just going to talk about Godzilla versus King Kong. This is an episode of our video only stream, our video only series. How, uh, uh, which we call we watch this, where we talk about stuff we watched in the last month, and we decided because Godzilla versus King Kong came out on a Wednesday of all days, uh, we wanted to talk about that and talk about some other stuff. So. Before we get to Godzilla vs. King Kong, we're going to talk about some other things that we watched for like maybe 15 minutes and then uh, get into Godzilla vs. Kong. Because I know, even though he looks like he's asleep, Ryan is very eager to talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. It froze again. Yeah, it, it did. <laughs> no, I figured. It's fun. It's fun. I'm making a collage. It's going to be wonderful. Um, it's going to be really cool. So before we get into Godzilla versus Kong, let me just get rid of that picture so uh, no one gets too excited. Uh, that will be coming, so stay tuned if you want to hear our thoughts on that. Um, what did you guys watch this month? Anything exciting? So I think the biggest thing I watched this month is I watched all, I mean all of, I watched both seasons of Umbrella Academy this month. Oh, nice. It, okay, look, I am a jerk. I saw Umbrella Academy when it first came out. I think I watched half of the first episode, went, this is too much like X-Men. I hate this and turn it off. I'm wrong. I'm yeah. very wrong. Uh, it's wonderful. I think it has one of the best soundtracks in a TV show I think I've seen in a long time. Like, I do a lot of job hunting, and those soundtracks have gotten me through a lot of the job hunting. So I absolutely love it. Uh, have you guys seen it? I no. have. I've seen no. seasons one and two. I was late to the mm -hmm. late to the game. Uh, my wife watched season one without me, and then I got into it right before season two came out. Okay. I, I, I binged watch season one and two together and didn't have to wait at all because sometimes that's how I like it. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed the show. I think Elliot Page does a great job mm -hmm. uh, with, with her character. I think they do a great job with the makeup with some other characters whose names are escaping me. Um, it is a little X-Men-esque. But it's it's like X Men meets um, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like the hot topic version of X Men. If well, I'm you, really you know like... you know why, right? No, why? Gerald Way created the Umbrella Academy. Who's Gerald Way? The lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Wait, he, did he really? Yeah, when he was a young boy, his father took him into the city to see a marching band. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Don't you dare. Stop it. <laughs> oh, did he really make it, though? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's really his show. Oh. Yeah, you could totally freaking tell then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he does comics now. Um, 
Oh. When My Chemical Romance broke up there for a bit, he got into comics. He did Umbrella Academy. He did a run on Doom Patrol. Um, oh. which, which, speaking of, like my uh, Umbrella Academy came out around the same time as Doom Patrol and The mm-hmm. Boys season one. So I was like, yeah. yeah, these are all the same show. They're not. They're all different no. for their own ways. I still think Doom Patrol is my favorite, but I really enjoy them all for their own reasons. So. See, that's cool. Now I might have to give Doom Patrol more of a watch because now I know that the boys and Umbrella Academy are now distinctly different. Like, I kind of lumped them together and I was like, I, you know, I picked this one. Uh, But now that I know that they're very different, to me, Umbrella Academy and Doom Patrol seem so similar that I won't watch Doom Patrol. But if it's way different and it's better, you think, then I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I made you watch the first episode. so And I like the first episode. Um. Ryan, yeah, I'm making sure you're still there because you're still frozen. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm just, I'm just staring into my microphone. Okay. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I was uh, honestly, I was really thinking about just turning off my camera and like turning it back on to see if it would work, but I don't want to mess anything up. I don't want to mess. Uh, anything. Yeah, d- please don't. Uh, <laughs> so, what did you watch this month? Anything different, new, and exciting? To, to be honest, it's been more of a rediscovering of older stuff um, that I haven't seen in ages. And when I mean ages, I'm talking like late 90s. Um, yeah. Specifically, uh, well, and early millennium, but still going to lump them together. Space Ghost Coast to Coast and oh, Harvey man. Birdman Attorney to Law. And I so- know that... <laughs> The opposite direction of how we normally do this, but that's mainly what I've been like watching in my free time. Okay, uh, is that because they're on HBO Max? Yes, it is. Nice. Is <laughs> HBO Max? Well, we'll talk about this later. But HBO yeah. Max, there's a reason it's the number one app on the uh, on the Apple and Android stores right now. It's got yeah. some great oh, content. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I think most of yeah. I think the mo- the biggest reason it's at the top of those lists right now is because of a uh, Snyder cut. But mm. I, I think people are sticking around because it has so much content outside of those movies that you come for the Snyder Cut, you stay for Harvey Birdman or the Batman the Animated Series or The Sopranos mm-hmm. or maybe not Game of Thrones, but Sex in the City. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the things that I've been really like, that's one like when I go into HBO Max, I'm looking at that stuff. I'm going into like the Adult Swim section and watching all of the like late '90s, early Millennium Adult Swim shows that I miss not being able to see, mm-hmm. and like there's just Harvey Birdman and Space Ghost hit differently now that I'm in my 30s. Like I get it. Like before when I was younger, it was just funny. It was like, oh, look at these really bad '70s cartoon characters being used in these like really silly skits, and yeah. now I'm like, oh, I get this humor. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Bill just joined us in the chat. We will be talking about Godzilla versus Kong here in a minute. We just uh, wanted to get some other thoughts out. I've got one thing to talk about before we get into this. So if you stick around for five minutes, I promise you we're going to talk about Kong, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, so, I recently caught up on Star Trek Discovery, and I mm-hmm. like this show, but the way they handled their twist for the season i was not a fan of um oh we bill we miss your face too 
Uh, we'll have to get you on here because now that Chad was, uh, you need to be too to even things out. Um, even things out. <laughs> not you. Like there's like a there's a build to Chad continuum yeah, and everyone there is, falls there is. between them. Yeah. Um, you got to balance. Not the you just, oh god. <laughs> um, so the way they handled their tw- their big overarching mystery this year on Star Trek Discovery was okay. The final payoff for it really fell flat for me, but it did one thing which I really loved, and it they gave an excuse to get Doug Jones out of his alien makeup and just perform as a human. Um, and was it, that good? Yeah, Doug Jones, if you don't know, he's the tall, thin character actor who's always in makeup, like in Hellboy. He was in Hocus Pocus, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, okay. He's on Discovery, and he's now the captain of this, the of Discovery. Um, mm. So they got him out of the alien makeup for a few episodes and got him to perform this alien character, but as a human, because something, something holodeck glitching. Uh, Good. Good. It, uh, it is lawful good to chaotic evil, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's about the Chad Bill continuum or Star Trek Discovery, uh, but it works for both. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ryan's moving. Ryan's awake. Uh, Yay! I'm up. I'm up. I'm, yeah. up. I'm not. Um, uh, there's a few seconds. Of one thing. One thing they did on. <laughs> one thing they did on Discovery that I really like because I'm still getting caught up on older Star Trek is in this distant future they're in. There is a USS Voyager. So they oh. they met, mentioned the Voyager J class or the Janeway class, uh, which oh. I really enjoy. Um, and I think maybe on Monday they're doing they're doing a first contact day like convention online thing. Maybe Ryan and I can keep an eye on that and do some coverage of that here and do some reactions because I think we're going to get a sneak peek at Picard season two. Hmm. So if you do you have to let me know how it is. I'm on the fence about Picard season two. I like I like Picard for what it was. I don't know if I want more. I'm I'm excited because uh Mark Bernardin, Kevin Smith's co host on Fat Man Beyond, right, is a writer on season two. That's so, kinda cool though. Yeah. Um So wait, you didn't like the twist in this season of Star I, Trek? I didn't like the final payoff. Like it was kinda like really that's it? Like that's what caused yeah. this. This, that's what caused caused this galaxy wide uh, catastrophe. Uh, it, it's kind of just. It's why you haven't heard me talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, I guess, but it was just like, really, that's what you're gonna do? Like, I don't want to say. Was it a more. dribble? It might as well have been. <laughs> Good. Uh, it was a what? A, a dribble. dribble. I wish it was a dribble. <laughs> it was. Hold on, was it really this? Like, is it bad okay. that you guys aren't going to want to watch the show anymore? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. It's not, okay. like to without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. Okay, the event that happened. My theory, because they were because Discovery has dug its teeth into the whole um, like mere universe thing more than mm-hmm. any other series has. Yeah, I figured it was like because they dropped hints on it, and I was thinking, oh, this thing happened because the mirror universe is moving away from our universe. So that means that there's that they're moving inside their own space. That's probably Mm -hmm. four or five, six dimensional, whatever. 
mm-hmm. and that there were other ones. And this thing probably happened because we bumped into another universe and they're going to explore that aspect and create this whole new thing for like Star Trek and this whole new universe to explore with new characters. Mm-hmm. That's the level of of an event that they had that I was thinking that could be the possibility that another yeah. universe bumped into ours. And yeah, like it makes me mad. Yeah, but they did <laughs> really. Here's here's some other things that they did this season that I am on the fence about. They did two whole episodes in the mirror universe, focusing on the one okay. character who was from that universe who came over. Um, and I really enjoyed that. It felt like they were just kind of they stopped the season uh, in the middle to do that, which is kind of jarring. But once you get into it, it was kind of it was good to see like that side of things again. It would have been better if they got Jason Isaacs back for an episode because. I liked him in season one. This is an ignorant question, but is the mirror universe the one where everyone has yes. goatees and is evil? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Does Not everyone in the mirror universe have goatees? No. No. Okay. No. That's it's, only how I've ever seen it that, that's, all, that's only how the Enterprise is in that. Okay. Um, but so they did that. They also mentioned this time war thing, like the temporal wars. Yeah. And okay. they kind of made the J.J. Abrams films canon in this universe. Like, they know that happened. They know that Eric Bana's ship went into this time, like, this black hole and Mm -hmm. created this alternate timeline, and there was, like, a war about it, but you don't see any of it. They just mention it. So if if they don't deliver on that at some point, I'm gonna be pissed. If you want more Enterprise... The show Enterprise. Okay. They deep dive into the temporal war. Oh. So this isn't like new. Like this whole temporal war thing, this is canon back to the show Enterprise. That. But Enterprise is the only show that's still canon in both universes. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. (laughs) The temporal war takes place over all of it. Okay. And this is Gallifrey and the dialects, right? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. And Uh. to be honest, Enterprise, I went into that really like hesitant. Mm -hmm. I ended up liking it. I hate the music, but it's good. Like the theme song? You don't like that one? Don't. No. They they did a great words. They did a great No faith of the heart here. Oh, right. They did a great joke on um, Lower Decks about that. Like, I don't know if you know how Enterprise ends, but the last no. episode of Enterprise is just Riker on the holodeck of Next Gen watching the crew from Enterprise. And it, like on what? Lower Decks, he comes into the bridge. Like, I was just looking at the at the at um the old Enterprise crew on the holodeck, and he like quotes the theme song. <laughs> it is- so they did such a disservice to that show because they basically turned the whole thing into, oh, this whole four years have been just Riker on the hollow deck watching historical stuff. Ew. It was, but the show's Ew. good. The show is honestly for Trekkie good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still on Voyager. Then I'm going to 
probably do Deep Space Nine and Enterprise. And eventually I'll get to the original series, but that's a while away. Yeah. But anyway, anything else we want to talk about from this past month? Uh, I have one more thing. Okay. I started Veep. Why the hell hasn't haven't I watched Veep sooner? What I am I know. doing with my life? I don't know. But if you like it's Veep, so good. If you like Veep, you need to watch the thick of it. Oh, I know the thick of it. It's okay. in the the British one, right? Yeah, with Peter. Yeah, Paul. it's so good. It's yeah, it's fantastic. It's that, and um, they did a movie with him. Oh, uh, and the cast of Veep. Like it's it's weird. Like there was weird overlap there. They're not playing the same characters from Veep, but Anna Klumsky's in it. Um, <laughs> I forget what the movie's called, but it's really good. Uh, we might have to do that for the I'll show. I'll have to look out for it. We'll have to do that for the show, I think. That would be fun. Now that politically things have died down a bit, I think it'd be good. And it's, like, okay to, like, touch, like, yeah. the vice presidency again. Yeah. Like James yeah. Gandolfini's in it. Like, it was, like, one of his last roles, and he's uh-huh. hysterical. Um, but, yeah. Ryan, anything else? That. Veep. Did you start watching Veep 2? I, no. Aw. You just want to say Veep. Veep. <laughs> Veep. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the, the bulk of today's conversation. Uh, you can see Ryan. Ryan's up and moving now. <laughs> uh, Look at him. He's so chipper. We're going to talk about the, the match of the month, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, this was released yesterday as we're recording this uh or streaming this um guys if you're recording audio you can stop i'm just going to capture it from the uh from the stream i'm already 20 minutes and i'm not stopping yeah well don't don't send it to me just delete it afterwards Um, no you're gonna get it (laughs) it's going in my trash um so this was released in theaters and on hbo max this is part of the warner brothers hybrid plan for the year 2021 um, I don't think any of us went to theaters to see this. Devin, are theaters open in London? No, not no. at all. Okay. No. Yeah. And, um, uh... I think I've only ever seen one of them in my whole time here and just like in passing. And I was like, oh, they call them cinemas here. And that was it. Chip, chip, cheerio. Um, <laughs> so we all watched this on HBO Max. Uh, which I got to say, this is the first movie that has gone to HBO Max this year that I've seen I'm not like from this hybrid plan. I didn't, I'm not counting wonder woman 84 because I just don't think that movie exists. Uh, no. but we just did, uh, Godzilla King of the monsters earlier this week. So, uh, got to watch Tom and Jerry. I just missed it. They just took it off. I missed it. Um, to a matchup of Titans. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about that. Cause I have a theory about the, these, uh, matchup films. Um, so what'd you guys think of Godzilla versus Kong? Go Ryan, go <laughs> without getting into spoilers. We're going to say spoiler. Free for I will completely spoiler free. Um, for a Godzilla King Kong fight movie, it, it, it's exactly what I wanted. And it, and it even had a better human plot storyline than what I was expecting. And I mean, it's not the greatest, but it's entertaining enough to, like, hold your attention between when Godzilla and Kong is on screen. Um, Millie Bobby Brown, did I say her name right? Yeah. Um, 
not her best performance. It didn't need to be her best performance. It was really enjoyable, and I thought she was funny in this. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, if you were hoping for a gigantic monster fight movie that delivers, you've got it. <laughs> Devin, what did you think? A lot. Um, <laughs> first off, first off, I... I realized that the world has made me just a bitter, angry person. Yes. And and it has turned me like I love this movie. I really do. Like I'm gonna start with that. I'm gonna say that there were parts of this movie that the world has made me just absolutely freaking hate. I have never turned on a character so fast as I have turned on Millie Bobby Brown's character in this in this movie. And we can go into it, but I I, I, I think I know exactly when that happened too. I, I bet you did. But I just I do not give I don't care at all about her character. I don't want her to succeed. I want her to never be in another one of these movies again. Just give me two things fighting, please. That is harsh. Just wait. We'll get there. Uh, And I also didn't realize and I don't think this is spoilers. The emotional core of the movie was a 500 foot tall monkey. And that both shocked and delighted me. Yeah. This is definitely mm-hmm. Kong's movie. Like they don't really yeah. focus on Godzilla so much, which I think is fair considering Godzilla had two films leading into this. Mm-hmm. Kong had one set 50 years ago. So it was important to show where this character was. He definitely is older than uh, he was in Kong Skull Island. Yes. Uh, because he has gray hair now, guys. That's how you know. And he has a beard. They gave him a Kong beard. Yeah. Um. So for me, this movie was exactly what I expected it to be. Um, good and bad. Um, I wasn't really surprised by anything that happened in this. Um, the token, uh, bad guy is token bad guy. Um, and I feel like I've seen this movie before and I'll get into that later. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I liked it. There were moments where I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Like, just seeing those two fight. I think I, I did lose a little bit of that watching it at home on my TV. Um, if this shows at the drive-ins, I'll probably go see it again because that this would be a great one to see on the on a big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm i okay on it. I, I'd give it like a, a passing grade. Okay. I mean, it's fair. Okay. So, yeah. all right. Can we start by talking about the humans? Because yeah. in my mind, they're the least interesting part of this whole thing. And they're the ones I have the most complaints about. So the only human that I was really interested in was the little girl who's deaf. She had the most interesting human story in this. Um, I... I hate to say this about a fellow podcaster, but I didn't really care about the podcast guy. Um, I like that actor. He's great on Atlanta, but uh, Brian Tyree Henry uh, did not really care for his character. Did not care for that whole subplot with uh, Eleven and the kid from Deadpool 2. Well, that's okay. So that's what made me lose her character. I, because the world has horribly embittered me, don't make the conspiracy theorist right please don't do that anymore we're done with that plot please don't make them right i don't want to see that they are i don't want to see them uncover something that 
everyone else could have or nobody else did because they did something illegal. Don't do that anymore, please. We can be done with that plot. Please, please, please. Thank you. Um, I don't know when this was written, but the we should drink bleach or does he drink bleach joke hit weird in 2021. Um, and I, I, I guess it was supposed <laughs> to be funny. But uh, yeah, if this movie had hadn't. If 2020 hadn't been the 2020 that we had, I think this movie would have hit differently in those aspects. Yes. Uh, but since we live in the world we in, I completely understand where you're coming from. I was mm-hmm. able to turn my brain off enough and just be like, monsters, fighty, fighty, punchy, punchy, that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just along for the ride. I didn't think of any of that, but now that you said that, like, next time I watch this, I'm going to be like, Ew. But <laughs> It's not just the bleach, though. It's also him going tap. And them getting into the fluoride conspiracy. And then everything else. And the thing is, and this is why this doesn't bother me. Okay. And Mm -hmm. you guys both know I am the most anti conspiracy conspiracy person. Like, yeah. I mean, the only one you buy into is that birds aren't real, right? I, I buy into that and I do that whole thing on Facebook because it is the best sarcastic like cynical joke that I can get into to make fun of those people. And so that's why I always share that stuff on Facebook because I mean, I mean, if people want to share stuff about any of the modern conspiracies that have been around for the past five years, you go to my page, look at the stuff I share. You look that stupid moving on. Um, So anyway, all of the stuff that he mentions, that's not directly tied to Godzilla in this movie when it comes to like the conspiracy theory stuff Mm -hmm. has been around for since the, since the dawn of the cold war. Right. So it's not like anything he's saying is, you know, new or made up for the movie or anything. So like when he said tap to her, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I rolled my eyes and I'm like, Oh, they're really digging deep for this guy. And, um, then of and then um and of course you know that whole thing and the whole conspiracy theories but i felt like what they were doing with millie's character mm-hmm. was that she was saying what she needed to say to get the information that she needed even though they did show her drinking out of bottled water most of the time mm-hmm. i still feel that she didn't buy into any of that she was just this guy knows what's going on in regards to Godzilla and what's going on, because I know this stuff at a whim. So that's why I never really like her character. Like that didn't really like, you know, like turn me off on her. Mm -hmm. Um, Where, where, where you want that whole subplot to end. I really want the dumb best friend to end. The, like the, the kid from Deadpool. The kid from Deadpool, because he homecoming, his friend. Oh, um, Spider-Man's friend. Yeah, Ned. Yeah, Yeah, Ned. Ned. This guy. Um, I and I try not to remember them. That's why I have a hard time picking. But I know there's like been four of them that have been Mm -hmm. like a cookie cutter of his character, and it's a birth of a new form of a character. I want it to end before it gets any older. I mean, I don't think it's a new thing. I think it's been a thing for a while. I think even um, going back to the fourth Die Hard 
I can remember that being a thing. Like the guy in the chair. Like that's always. No, no, not the guy in the chair. I'm talking about the personality of what they're doing with with these characters. And I first noticed it with Homecoming with Spider-Man's friend. I um, mean, I think you have the same thing with Justin Bartha in National Treasure. See, I've only seen that movie like twice. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think it's a new thing. I think it's just something you've picked up on recently. It's definitely something you can go back and find throughout film history. Yeah. I just, I feel like it's really concentrated because it really annoys me. But But at the same time, that could also be... That could also be, uh, you know, me becoming an old crotchety man. So I think it's a very cheap and easy way to add levity to a movie that doesn't naturally lend itself to comedy. I mean, it's it's easy to have someone in a corner making like, you know, dumb pop culture reference jokes to seem hip and cool with nowadays kids, you know, because you just cast a kid that's going to be the quippy one or be the, the dumb one that you can make a joke either at or to or with. Yeah. Instead of making characters make a joke organically, which is a lot harder to write. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I'm fine with that. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm getting tired of it. Sure. But if it works and, and, and the majority of people like it, I'll just put up with it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not going to tell people this, you know, I'm not going to want to start a petition to outlaw Butterfingers because I don't like candy peanut butter because I know <laughs> I'm in, because, because, I mean, I know that I'm in the minority on that one. So, you know, I, I just won't eat it. <laughs> that makes sense. So, while we're speaking about things that of, of, of the humans that we didn't like, uh, dear writers of these movies, can we please stop taking little girls on dangerous situations? Because they didn't learn their lesson. I mean, sure, Millie Bobby Brown got herself into the, like, into her own her own shit, but, like... They were like, oh, here's this little deaf girl. She's coming on the dangerous mission with us. Why? And we're just going to let her walk on the deck with this giant monkey in the middle of the night, in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of a storm. Like, (laughs) watch the doors. Like, keep an eye on your kids. Right. I mean, the thing is, like, in that situation, the monkey wasn't even the most dangerous part. It was the storm. Yeah. Um, uh, So. I'm fine with putting young children in dangerous situations because it worked that's I our mean, clip for the show i mean yep. <laughs> i mean look okay so she is being taken care of by her mother quote unquote adopted mother, mother yeah Ad- adopted mother she's she's being taken care of by her they live in the facility that kong or in the area that kong is at they're transporting Kong, so there's nobody to watch her, so she comes with. And besides, this movie starts off with those with Kong and her together, the young mm-hmm. girl. So clearly, it's a thing that they know that Kong's not gonna hurt her. And if anything, bringing her, bringing you know her her along is like Kong's security blanket. That's what I got from from was it from their relationship up until that point where she decides to walk out on onto a huge transport flat belly ship in the middle of a typhoon and you know like that whole thing so i mean i'm fine with putting kids in danger as long as it fills the plot priorities uh priority (laughs) gotta have them yeah um so 
there are two story, two human stories going on here. There's the Millie Bobby Brown, like, digging up this conspiracy of Apex, what is it? Uh, Apex something, something Corp- evil company. Yeah, just, call Skynet. just call it Skynet. Yeah. Skynet. Um, <laughs> and then you have the Rebecca Hall and Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, we're going into the Hollow Earth story. Which feel like two completely different movies. Uh, and they kind of are. <laughs> and the movie does an okay job, I guess, of getting them to fit together. But at the end, it's just like it gets to a point where it's like, okay, now these now these two stories have to uh, come together. And we're just going to do it the quickest way possible. Pretty much. Um, The, the my my biggest problem with this movie is the the villains are so cartoonishly evil from the get go that I was just waiting for them to twirl their mustache like yes we have yes <laughs> like it was so ridiculous that it it kind of works for this movie but it's like okay we we know just. Tell like just get to the point. We know you're evil. You're just, evil. Get, we get it. Reveal everything. Reveal your evil plan. Um. And then like the like the whole Hollow Earth things. Like this this feels dirty. Like don't believe everything they're saying. Like it's a trap. So. So I feel like this plot almost had to have happened because it was being set up in the the Godzilla, like, like the the previous Godzilla movie. A little bit. Like, I think they're just taking the idea of the Orca and they're expanding it a little bit more. Um, and now that we've done it, we can be done. Like, I think that they can't do this plot anymore. And I think they needed to add some sort of intrigue to the humans. Because, like, I in my mind, I don't know what you make the humans do in a Godzilla movie. Like, mm-hmm. this is, I think, the most you could probably make them do. Otherwise, they're just there to react and say things like, let them fight. <laughs> Every yeah. Godzilla movie I've ever seen, the human characters, uh, there's there's usually a kid, there's a few scientists, there's government officials. Mm. That's usually it. And it's dealing with the whole, like, it's either politician and son or daughter, scientist, son or daughter, mm. tension between scientist and politician slash company person and family drama dealing with the whole existence of these monsters and trying to figure it out. That's the only plot device you have in these movies. And that's the only storyline you could actually do keeping with the fact that these things are monsters and they're not going to kneel down and turn into Barney all of the sudden <laughs> and start doing, you know, kids cartoons. Um, I loved everything that they did with the storyline in this, to be perfectly honest, because mm-hmm. I really like science fiction movies that have to do with going and, into the center of the earth like journey like journey to 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 the center of the earth the core all of that so like that type of stuff um so i love the yeah i know laughy because we you know the core hey you always bring up the core yeah and and, anyway no i'm laughing Um, because the command was still in stream labs i just typed it in you can click on the so we just linked the imdb page to the core yeah (laughs) so um great awesome i love that um so that whole storyline i really liked and then when they got down in 
into the core, the way that they did that and the way that it looked, it looked very 1950s, 1960s science fiction journey to the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. Like dinosaurs are still yeah. walking around. You have a sun, all of that. And then they turned the whole thing about, about having like two sides and mm-hmm. having like gravity be like there being this weird line for gravity. I love that setup. And then for Godzilla's storyline being on the surface, it was like, Okay. Both of these, this movie reminded me of two separate Godzilla movies. Mm -hmm. They basically took ideas from separate Godzilla movies and put them together so that all the characters could have their own thing. And they put in just the right amount of retro sci-fi cheesiness for me to make it absolutely work. Like the whole like magnetic, like train from wherever they were in the U S to to but Tokyo, Hong Kong, or Hong Kong, mm-hmm. that whole thing and the whole like neon lights and everything, like that's very anime, like super super nineties yeah. yeah. anime. And then you've got the whole journey to the center of the earth thing, looking looking like a classic sci fi movie. The only thing, like of all <laughs> weeks, the only thing the journey to the center of the earth thing was missing was that meme of. Little Nas X going down the pole and just people reacting to that. Like, what the hell was that? <laughs> now, that would have been perfect at some point to like some somebody needs to do like a super cut of you know like them going through uh going through the gravity barrier when they're mm-hmm. following Kong and they're going through the whole like two thousand one Space Odyssey like color oh, spectrum yeah. thing and then just have the. <laughs> down the side, like what was that that that's going on the list of uh th- edits for me that's well, gonna so be a good just, one they go down and they do a cut and you just see a you know like a pole in the window and then you see him just slide down in the background and then yeah. the music going <laughs> um I that. so i will say i love the visuals of this i think the fights were really well done i think a lot of the budget went into the fights with godzilla and kong and it shows um the because there were two big fights there's the water fight and Mm -hmm. then there's the hong kong fight yeah um and i love that they brought it to hong kong because godzilla's home (laughs) like it's like you want to see godzilla in japan like that's where Godzilla's for. Like you don't want to see him in San Francisco or Boston. And it, well, it gave us a lot of classic shots too, where like you see Godzilla's gigantic foot come down in the middle of a Hong Kong street. Like that's what you want to see in a Godzilla movie. It's yeah. there. No, what I wanted to, what I wanted to see, I got, which was him in the center of the city, lit up by the giant LED fluorescent colored lights. Yeah, and I really like that they they leaned into those colors because it's such contrast yeah. between this giant laser and this giant ape who are fighting. Um, and it just added something. I, I just love, I love when you can put colors like that into something that it really shouldn't be in, but it fits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I is think this any- whole series uses color really well. It does. Um, is there anything else we want to get into without getting into spoilers? Um, it, does the first minute of the movie count as spoilers? I don't think so. Okay, so the first, the movie opens on Kong living his day-to-day oh. and just, like, <laughs> showering in a waterfall. And I could watch two hours of that shit. I loved it. 
I, I really did enjoy that too. Um, I love the song they picked. Yeah, for it, it fit. I, it was, it was, it was great. And then that's again where where I was mentioning about him and that little girl's relationship. Yeah, like she would not be there if they didn't trust her to be in there with him, like that. Yeah. Some of the song choices in this were really good. There was one I really didn't like, and it's not spoiling just the end song. Well, it's fit the same style as the opening. A little bit, but I don't, I just, for some reason, I was just like, that one? Okay. Because it's like 70s pop rock, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. And it did kind of fit, but it just like, I don't know, for some reason for me, like the message of the song and what was happening just like wasn't quite there. I, I wasn't listening to the message of the song, but mm. uh, I enjoyed the style of it. I was just like, okay, like the, the beat, the groove, like he's just living in the middle of the earth now, like. It's going to go uh, forge a ring. <laughs> uh, the one thing we didn't talk about with King of the Monsters, and I remembered this after the fact, was the Godzilla theme song at the end. Oh, yeah. Is that from? That. What is that from? Is that from something? It's classic. I love it. <laughs> Ryan, do you do you do you know the history of the Godzilla theme song? I, to be perfectly honest, I don't. I just really like it. Enlighten us, so, Enlighten us. Oh, no, no. I set that up like I was going to tell you if you didn't know. I don't know either. All I know is that I've heard that theme song my whole life. Uh, like, even before the 90s Godzilla. So I feel like it's just been around. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I know it, in most of the movies I've seen that's been in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to do a deep dive into it. But... With that being said, I think it's time to get into spoilers for Godzilla vs. King Kong. Or Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm sorry, he's not a king yet. Um, so if you have not seen Godzilla vs. King Kong, this is your chance to pause the show if you're listening to us after the fact. Or if you're streaming with us, if you want to leave and not get spoiler, spoiler, spoilers, uh, I don't blame you. But we're going to get into spoilers now for this movie about two giant titans fighting. Um, so with that being said... If you watched or listened to our Godzilla versus or Godzilla King of the Monsters episode, uh, we pretty much called it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, Mecha Godzilla is in this movie. You guys, you've, I mean, okay. So first off, both of, both of you know how excited I was. Oh yeah. 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 About, about no, it. We're, oh, we're posting that clip on uh, social. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's going up. No, it is, and I will put it up probably either later tonight or tomorrow. I'm I'm posting it on our page, so <laughs> I'll make you look good. Okay. <laughs> um. So Ryan, yeah. how, tell everyone at home what you thought of Mechagodzilla. Okay. Okay. So. Um, when, when we were talking about our predictions for what this movie was, I went over the three monsters that I thought that was going to show up and interrupt Kong and Godzilla's fight, because there's no way that you could have one of those two truly defeat the other just because of the popularity and what those characters mean. And I went through my list of basically one, one genetically engineered monster, one accidentally created monster both, you know, by our hands, and then a third one, Mega Godzilla, which has had several different storylines behind it. And that's the one that I picked to be in this because not enough time had gone by to one for the other two to be created. Mm-hmm. And 
I I screamed. <laughs> um, when they showed its eye at the beginning, mm-hmm. I had I was like, "Are they going to do Mega Godzilla?" But this could also be like a genetic chamber, so maybe they're going to do some. You know, like I had all these thoughts running through my head of, of like what the crap that thing could have been. And then they show it curled up like a cat, like on the platform being yep. raised, and that's 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 when I grabbed my phone and turned on the camera because I knew at that second it was going to be Mega Godzilla. And I think, all things considered, it was the right villain to bring out. It was the right time for it. And I have no problem with this being the only time, if if they're going to make several more of these movies, I have no problem with this being the only time Mega Godzilla shows up. Because for people who don't really know the lore, these monsters show up in like the older movies again and again and again, like he'll defeat one. And then it comes back like three movies later. So it's Mecha Godzilla, right? Not mega Godzilla. Because there's the H in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's Mecha. Mecha, right? Mecha, mega. Okay. However I'm pronouncing it, there's an H in the word. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I had it right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, re- I, I was kind of, I kind of felt like Devin watching this, like, okay, it's going to be Mechagodzilla. Like, I, I just know. <laughs> like, I was just so jaded. I was like, yeah, this is what it's going to be. Um, it worked out nicely. I really like the, oh my god, it's Robo Godzilla. No, that's Mechagodzilla. Like, I like that <laughs> line a lot. Yeah. Um, that was, like, probably the, the funniest line that trio had. Um, I, but, like, like I was saying before, the, the evil corporation behind it if they had tied it in more to the the terrorist from the last movie mm-hmm. I think my biggest problem with this movie is it doesn't really have that connecting tissue between all of them like yeah. they never address what happened to Tom Hiddleston's character from Skull Island they never if, if they could address him or Aaron Taylor Johnson's character from Godzilla like bring him in as a, in a small role like just tie everything together. Like I feel like this was your chance to bring in like these little parts of these other movies and make it all one big cohesive story. Mm-hmm. And it kind of fell flat for me because it was just like, oh hey, Millie Bobby Brown's back, and he has a little bit of her dad. Um, yeah. But he's busy coaching football in Texas. Uh, <laughs> that's a Friday Night Lights right? Friday Night Lights reference there, Devin. Oh, I caught that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, like, I think that's where it fell flat for me the most, okay. is, like, just not keeping everything connected. Um, because they have the skull from the last one, but it's like, mm-hmm. how did you get that? Like, tell, like, I kind of want to know, like, if this is all supposed to be connected, like, how did you get that? Like, are you working with those terrorists? Is it, like, it's kind of implied that they are, but not really? Well, well wasn't that part of a, like, a post credit scene in the yeah. end of the last one? It is. Where they like hand off uh, Ghidorah head. Yeah. Oh, there was there a post credit scene. Yeah. There's an end credit scene in King of Monsters where the terrorist guy from the like eco terrorist. Yeah. The, the, the old dead. Mm-hmm. He he comes in. He walks into like a warehouse room where with, like a bunch of guys holding weapons like they look like a bunch of like mercenary marauders. And mm-hmm. there is a severed Ghidorah head just sitting on the floor. And he's like, great, we can use this or something like that. And then it cuts. Okay. Um, that would have been helpful to know when I watched the <laughs> movie 
two days ago. That uh, that <laughs> that and um, the whole thing about like having every single one of these movies, they have main characters that don't get brought up again in the movies going forward. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I kind of like about that, because it's because I've never seen all of the older Godzilla movies in order. I haven't mm-hmm. done that. Um, so I'll watch one movie and it's got different characters, maybe, maybe you know, like one similar one to a movie I saw before. And I don't know if that's like a style thing that they want to, that they're trying to like reproduce. But besides that, the reason why I, the reason why that I, I actually kind of like the way that they're doing it is because the, each movie's done by different people's point of view of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So like Kong Skull Island has to do with the survivors who were there and how they saw it. And then they give you like, a, you know, like they give you enough about the world so that when you get Godzilla, when they drop the name Monarch and when they drop this and they drop that, they're like, oh, okay, so that character was talking about this and they mention other characters even though they're they're, they're really not showing them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the only thing that's really connecting all of these movies is the world that it's set in and everything else is just... This is just from a different person's point of view. Yeah, and that works to a point, but if you're going to give us these characters to get invested in for a film, I need more payoff down the line. Like, it's great that Billy Bobby Brown's back in this, or Millie Bobby Mm -hmm. Brown. Billy Bobby Brown. Oh, Jesus. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, like, she doesn't have to be in this. It could have been anyone in that role. Like, it, it doesn't really serve the plot that she was in the last one as much. Like it didn't I wonder need to if be her. I wonder if there's going to be another payoff for her down the line too. Then, like, because I feel like she, they're giving her a character arc now, like between movies. I mean, that could I, be. But my 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 last question for the show tonight is going to be: Where do they go from here with yeah. these movies? So, well, my thing, like, I didn't have any issue with her character when it came to mm-hmm. this movie compared to the last one. Because, I mean, it kind of makes sense the type of teenager that she's turning into because of what she's been through. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's obsessed with Godzilla because of what she saw originally. Like, he saved her life, even though he probably killed half the city of Boston. I mean... Okay. And so... here, Here's... I think I just figured out what my problem with it is. I've seen her do this before on Stranger Things for three seasons. I don't need to see it... I don't need to see her do it again in this. Like, no, I think here's what's going to happen. That's part of the problem. The next movie, she's just going to show up again. She's going to be wearing a lab coat. She's going to be the world's leading Godzilla expert, and they're going to consult her for a while, and then her character is going to die, warning them that Godzilla is still the good guy, even though everyone forgot again. That's what's going to happen in the next movie, calling it. How many Godzilla movies have you seen? Because that's every Godzilla movie. <laughs> I know! I've seen a bunch. <laughs> so, I mean... It, it, the thing is, it's one of the, okay, so you've seen her do the same thing at Stranger Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Comple- that is completely valid. Because it's Godzilla, it's not a Demogorgon. So to me, it, it's a <laughs> completely separate her thing. her whole thing, though, is doesn't have much to do with Godzilla. It has more to do with the evil corporation and figuring out what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't, is... inter- she doesn't interact with Godzilla at all in this movie. Well, true, but the only reason why she's dealing with the company is because she's listening to the podcast of that guy who's 
trying to get to the heart of it. And she knows that it probably has to do with Godzilla because that guy was talking about Titans in his podcast. So her motivation is still Godzilla. It's, 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 you know, it's just, this company is what is, you know, is at the bottom of the rabbit hole that, that, that she fell down, um, uh, that, 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 that she fell down into. Now, the only thing that got me thinking of stranger things in this was her eyeliner <laughs> making making me think of that one episode from I think season two where she oh, used yeah. the train. Okay, so um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the bad guys plot. So it was a little bit evil, but for some reason it kind of made sense to me. Where like, look, humans right now, like in like prior to like all of the the like monsters coming out, are like the apex predator. We're like number one. And then, like, I get it that, like, it would make some people super insecure to, like, see, like, oh, I guess humans aren't the top of the food chain anymore. And then I could just see, like, hyper-masculinity swinging into overdrive, and they're like, we need a big metal thing! And then that's what we do. Like, for some reason, that just made sense to me. Yeah. No, and that makes sense to me, too, because you get that in the last one, when uh, you had the UN council being, like, no, well, no, we'd be their pets. Like, right. What? No, like that's not that's not gonna work for us. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I like. I think my favorite moment of this movie was the the bad guy giving his monologue and then just dying because of Mecha Godzilla, and then yeah. the the guy being like, "Oh, I really wanted to hear the rest of his speech." <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. That was a good I, part. I. I, I oh. Man, so really my like my my biggest problem with this movie is I've seen this before. If Where you, it, Batman v Superman? It's the same. Like I I jokingly said that this movie's gonna end with the fight. They're gonna there's gonna be a pause, and they're gonna uh-huh. they're gonna they're gonna stop fighting, and that's exactly what happened. Like I'm gonna take that scene and put Kong saying "Save Martha." <laughs> I swear, like. There, they, there are seven story archetypes, and I feel like the eighth one is just hero versus hero, and it's the same beats. Like they fight, they stop fighting. Third guy comes in, they have to fight the third guy. Um, like I, I've never seen Kramer versus Kramer, but if you told me that it's that the that Kramers have to unite against Newman, I would believe it <laughs> because I've never Sounds seen cool. Kramer versus Kramer. I don't know what it's about. I'm assuming it's about Kramer from Seinfeld. I don't know, um, but I swear, like it's the exact same beats when it comes to the fighting. Well, you know what this movie actually made but me this do is better. Is, this actually made me appreciate what uh, Civil War did, because in Civil War, when Tony Stark and uh, and Captain America were fighting, they didn't stop and go beat up Red Skull and then decide they're buddies again. They beat each other up and then their relationship was severed at the end of the movie. Like they left it there and Cap became like a, a criminal. And I think that's a awkwardly bold choice. Like more so than I because like we called that they were gonna stop and beat up the third thing in this one. They didn't do that in Marvel and now I appreciate it more. Yeah. Yeah, because you get that payoff with Tony like freaking out the at the beginning of Endgame. Yeah. Um one thing that I want to touch on with the villain, because I know mm-hmm. both both of you guys have talked about it. I haven't said anything on it simply because I've 
I love this movie, so I'm going to yeah. defend it to the day I die. Oh, yeah. You can. You can. It's gonna be. It's, so, and it's not that we don't, it's not that I don't like the movie. I'm just saying no, it no, has no, I flaws. Know. I know that. It's a monster movie. It's you, okay. It doesn't have yeah. to be award winning script material. It's Godzilla <laughs> versus Kong. I'm not coming here expecting top notch performances in the, the greatest screenwriting ever made. Like, it, <laughs> it, it is what it is, and it's a fun ass movie. And I highly oh, yeah. recommend it to anyone who likes these movies because it's a lot of fun. Okay, it just so has issues. What, okay, so what I want everybody to do is mm-hmm. to go back on your computer, record from when Alan, just before he went on his rant, record that. And if you come across anybody who wants to talk critically about a Godzilla movie, play that at them. <laughs> yeah. Because the, we have a show, we're going to nitpick everything under the mm-hmm. sun. I am just not going to nitpick this movie because I love it so much. I'm going to leave that these two. What I'm going to say about the main villain is that if you watch a lot of the classic Godzilla movies, whenever there's a human villain and there's like a new, you know, like mustache twirler, they're a mustache twirler. Yeah. So, so, I mean, like there's a lot in this movie that I really feel was just a homage to like the old school Godzilla movies more so than the other Godzilla movies. Uh, uh, than Godzilla and King of Monsters. This one it has a lot more similarities to the old school Godzilla movies than the other two. Um, from like the crazy, stupid sci-fi sets. <laughs> because I'll be perfectly honest, the whole train thing I mentioned before about the whole scroll collar, skull crawlers going from one city to the other, like that was just dumb. It was a dumb set. It looked completely hideous. But you know what? That's what the sets looked like in the classic Japanese, Japanese okay. Godzilla movie. Quick question. What the hell is a skull crawler? They're from, uh, you they're from Kong Skull Island. Island. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen that. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. I haven't yeah, seen that it, movie in years. So, uh, forget. The, 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 the guy from Step Brothers. Um, John, John C. Riley. Thank you. Uh, he makes a comment in Kong Skull Island where... Uh, Brie Larson and the the uh, her co-star in that um, ask him like what are these things and he says I call them skull crawlers and they kind of look at him for a okay. second and he said and he's and he goes oh I thought that sounded cooler but now that I say it out loud it it sounds really stupid and okay. then Brie Larson's like no 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 it's fine it's fine <laughs> man I almost went on a rant of like it was just gonna I knew it was gonna piss Ryan off and I almost listed every other actor in Step Brothers except for John C Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost just started naming actors from Step Brothers, like Will Ferrell. That weren't him. Richard Jenkins, Adam Scott, Catherine Kahn, <laughs> Mary Steenburgen. Then I would have been, okay, no, I mean the guy from whatever, like uh, the actor. Walk Hard, who, a Dewey Cox story. Got Jenna it. Fisher. The actor who was in Gangs of New York and For the Love of the Game. He was in Gangs of New York? Yeah, he was the cop with the watch. Oh. Leonardo DiCaprio? God damn it, Alan. <laughs> he has no oh. power here because we've already, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis. Got it. Okay. Uh, hey. <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, no, like the villain matched other Godzilla human villains that I've seen before. And so mm. to me, that was just one more, in my mind, homage to like the older movies because i mean they're supposed to be top hat you know wearing jerks yeah 
<laughs> no, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. What, like we, I talked a bit before about the movies having two different, this movie having two different plots that just yeah. are kind of forced together at the end. And like, <laughs> like the old, like, I kind of zoned out for a minute. I was like, wait, how did Khan get here? Did he just come up with that whole Godzilla just blew in the earth? And it's like, yeah, that's how he got there. Okay. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like they just have Godzilla, Godzilla literally directly down and just mm-hmm. blow a hole through the earth for miles. And just yeah. ha- like, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I love it. It was like, all right, get up here. We can't spend time. Yeah. Like, like the thing I like about these movies yeah. is the pacing. Like, we get the first fight between the two of them at, like, the 41-minute mark. And, like, the last hour is just them fighting. And then the movie ends. Like, no, like, complex, like, here's where Millie Bobby Brown learns her life lesson and takes it into school where she's now more popular. Nope. Nope. Movie's over. Fight's done. We're done. Get out of here. She's got to be grounded, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you go go from – where was she living? Boston? I think it was Florida. Okay, it living was Florida. in Florida. Okay, she was in Florida then. Okay, so Florida to Hong Kong. If that, if I did that to my parents, you know, I'd still be grounded. I'm a 30 year old <laughs> man. I would still be stuck at my parents' house because they'd be like, Hong Kong, like Hong Kong. Okay, so this is something that that with all these other issues, you guys might have glossed over, but. Mm-hmm. How did her dad get to Hong Kong? Because the last time we see him, he's dealing with stuff in the U.S. Monarch, like they, how did he get anywhere in the last movie? I know, but I'm just saying they don't really fast. They don't get into like him saying he's going to go over because he gets a phone call from her and it cuts out. He has no idea at that point where the call came from, what's going on. All he knows is that he's following the number. He's following Godzilla. Like that's what his whole thing is. They see Godzilla's going towards Hong Kong, so he's following Godzilla. Okay, well, at that point with where they were, like, to where he physically was, Mm -hmm. when they said, oh, you know, they're going to Hong Kong, nobody's mentioned anything about following. So it was one of those things where when she sees him in the rubble, when she sees him in the rubble, I'm like, oh, cool, he shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a little bit of a... Happy circumstances. Uh Exactly. Uh All right. Any final thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong before we wrap this up? I mean, I nitpicked, but I love this movie. I'll watch it again. It was great. This has got to be like my favorite one of the four so far. Okay. Ryan, since you're... Oh, Ryan's video came back. Um, As he's twirling his pen maniacally. Um, (laughs) Oh, and he froze again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so ryan since you're the the expert here on these movies where do you see them going from here in like a minute just real quick where do you do you see them expanding this universe more with other creatures or i hope so um the one thing that kind of confused me though was the whole march madness bracket opening to this movie yep where it was kind of like you know they fought this axe they fought this axe and there were several of them that they didn't show connecting yeah. so i'm kind of iffy on those other two monsters I mentioned before, but I'm hoping I'm hoping the next one is the, because since apex is destroyed government regulations, I'm thinking destructor, the monster created by the oxygen destroyer. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and then if they wanted to, uh, that or that could be the. I'm seeing at least two more movies. Another, um, another movie for Godzilla for maybe like a minor, you know, like the the first one he ever fought, like the weird turtle hedgehog looking thing that he fought in one of the older movies. Yeah. Um, but I definitely see Destructor being like the main ending villain in this whole thing from the Oxygen Destroyer. And I'm thinking two more movies. Because, I mean, they're, they're building an interesting world. I want to spend more time in it and I want to see more of its nuances. My, my, I wonder. My biggest thing is they spent the last three movies building to this and like teasing what's next at the end of each movie. And then this one doesn't have any, isn't, it's not teasing anything. It's just like, no. here are credits. So I don't know. What if... I think this one was missing that I want them to bring back, and I think they should, is the meta, the entire metaphor of Godzilla. Like, Godzilla is a metaphor for nuclear war. He's, I mean, the last one, he was a metaphor, or the monsters were a metaphor for, like, using destruction to heal the world and, like, stopping our, like, you know, shitty ways. And, like, they were all like that. This one's just like, you want to see a monkey fight a lizard? Do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I want them to bring back the metaphor. Okay. No, that's fair. Okay. Which, doing the Oxygen Destroyer with the Destructor would. Mm-hmm. Especially Absolutely. being the fact that it comes from the ocean. Like, you know, it's yeah. man-made, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be that would be a, a real good one. Besides, they haven't, I mean... I still think that something's going on with that egg that they found. Right. Uh, remember, because they said in the, the credits of the last one, they found an egg. I thought Mothra was legitimately going to show her face in this, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm starting to fall back that maybe she did actually die, um, truly dead. Okay. And so I'm hoping that that egg is... The egg is going to be what's going to be in the next movie. And then after that, they're going to do a teaser for the Oxygen Destroyer made monster. And then that should be the movie after that one. Okay. That's what I would do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I think that does it for our review of Godzilla vs. Kong, which we all recommend, even though we have some issues with it. But Ryan doesn't. Um, <laughs> no issues at all. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap up this special, we watch this. Uh, we usually talk about things we're looking forward to in the month of April. Uh, I'll go first because there is something I'm looking forward to that's happening right this right at this moment that we're recording. Um, Elliot Stabler is back on Law and Order, guys. Uh, Chris Maloney's characters come back to Law and Order SVU and then gets his own spinoff tonight. Law and Order um, organized crime. And I haven't watched Law, I haven't watched Law and Order in years, but if you think I'm not watching this as soon as I can tomorrow, you are wrong. I am watching the hell out of it. I love Chris Maloney. I want to see them bring back this character. I am super pumped for his own show, um, because the Law and Order HBO stuff can get kind of heavy, but organized crime, I'm all for that. Like that's that's <laughs> that's light enough that I can get into it. So. It, as long as I really, I, I know they're not going to go this route, but I really wish they would. My favorite role of his, and I forget what movie it was, but he's a chef at a, at a summer camp and he like, what's hot American summer. I oh. want, I, I want a little bit of that character <laughs> to be in his character for his spinoff show. 
and do like Ally McBeal type stuff when he's out on like the case. You know, it's like he'll be doing something and all of a sudden there'd be like some like weird CGI thing crawling on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that he has to ahead. like work with or something or like that's how he thinks. That's how he processes. What are you, what are you guys looking forward to this month? Mortal Kombat. 100%. It got pushed. It was it supposed to come out on the 16th. It's the 22nd now. Don't care. I... I'm not going to be weird about the movie. Like I'm not like gatekeepery over the lore or anything like that. Give me Scorpion fighting sub zero and I'm a happy guy. And that's why we're uh, doing that on the show on Tuesday. Yeah, it is. So, all right. I'm, I'm with Devin. Okay. Yeah. And I feel the same way about the lore. Like good. Yeah. I like just, just give me a cheesy fight movie. That's what I want. I don't know how I'm going to watch this movie and not button mash. Like that's all I know how to do with Mortal Kombat. So, so you can tune in Tuesday for our review of the of Mortal Kombat from the year 1994 or five. I think it's five. Okay. 1995. Um, until then, uh, you can make, make sure to follow us here on Twitch. If you're watching us on Facebook, go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, if you're listening to us, this is usually, uh, this is normally we've done this a few times as video only. Uh, we're releasing this. We're releasing this one as audio because of the Godzilla versus Kong thing. If you enjoyed this, you can always watch us on our YouTube channel. You have to watch this podcast or live on Twitch. We usually do a better job of advertising when we're going live than we did today, but life is life. And uh, we, we just <laughs> yeah. didn't get around to it. Uh, if it's your kind of thing, you can meet us at the Main Street Comic-Con in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania on April uh, 10th. We just got some of our stuff in that we're going to have at the con. It's very cool, very exciting. I'm going to be busy doing some stuff with it, which is going to be tedious, but I can do it. So, <laughs> But until then, uh, you can follow us on Instagram for the latest updates on when we're going live. Uh, Devin, I think we'll be live gaming something tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, we'll be live Tuesday with our review of mortal Kombat from 1995. Is there anything else that I'm missing guys? I don't think so. I think you got it. All right. Yeah, I think. We got it. All right. Well, for we watch this, uh, you have to watch this podcast spinoff. Uh, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And I really wanted to hear the end of that guy's speech. (laughs) We'll see you next time.